Free Tuition, Episode 2. Wow. You guys enjoy your first week of college football? Yeah, man. Great time. Great time. Definitely enjoyed the games for the first week. Ready to see what else the season's got going for us. Yeah, I mean, there were man, we had some upsets. We had, uh, obviously, some teams that did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, overall, very interesting week one. Because, we, you know, week one, aside from the excitement of college football starting, for the yeah. most part, can be boring because it's, you know, usually right. the top – a lot of these games don't matter. Teams. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. playing FCS schools and you know yeah. teams that aren't going to do anything. But they're teams just getting fed, man. He's getting fed. Right, right. So it's it's one of those things that uh, it, we ended up having a really good week one as far yeah, as games are concerned. I agree. Well, this is episode two of Free Tuition. You know me, Platinum Chanel boy. I got Malone with me, Malone Jr. Young Scotty B. Scott was at the Clemson game. He sent me some really, really nice uh, uh, audio you guys probably heard in the beginning of this episode as well. How was that, Scott, man? I know, I mean, I know you probably, how many Clemson games you done been to now? Um, I'm, I'm in the double digits. Uh, nice. Yeah, I've been to, the very first one I went to, I was probably like 13. Um, right. And this was before I was even like. Yeah, yeah, we were just living. You were just football. living, living. In I was just kind of there. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, as time went on, I went to more games. Uh, went to a lot of games while Deshaun was there. After I moved back to South Carolina, and uh, this is the second time I've seen Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Um, first time I saw him, you know, they played Louisville last year, and they scored like seventy-seven. Um, right. This year, he, he struggled a little bit, man, and we'll talk a little bit more into it uh, as far as, like, the the full recap of the game. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, the atmosphere, I mean, you guys have probably seen, you know, what goes on, and, you know, I've sent you guys videos, and Jeff, like you said, the audio, uh, it's, it's a crazy atmosphere. Um, we're right above where the tunnel is this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, got nice. uh, season tickets, and so really good seats. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw Travis Etienne. He busted out that 90 yard to the house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Matter, matter sure. of fact, sure. it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm actually glad you're talking about that right now because I want to do it a little bit different. We're gonna <clears> go. <throat> we're gonna go right into uh, uh, Clemson's game, and we're gonna go after that right into LSU's game because uh, I, I really want to get y'all. I want to get y'all's reaction off this because both had pretty good, successful weeks. I know Malone's Malone's game was uh, uh, super sweet uh, because one of his favorite players on the team performed like a motherfucker. So uh, that's definitely something we'll get into. So Scott, man, talk, talk, talk about, talk about ETM, man. What's going yeah. on, man? What's, um, what, what's going on? He, he, he thinking about some Heisman talk? You know, last week I said Trevor Lawrence was the Heisman candidate from Clemson. And, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to go further into Heisman later, but I will go ahead and give one of my picks for the, this week's pick for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And that's Travis ETM. Um, that dude, and, and I've been talking him up for so long now at this point, and it almost seems like everything he does, it doesn't surprise me when I see it happen. Right. And then when I look at it on the numbers, um, he had 12 carries for 205 yards. Yeah, That's almost 20 yards a carry. I think it's about 17 if I'm doing my math right. It's 17. It's 17. It's 17 impressive. 17 yards a carry. Ridiculous. Unreal. Uh, three touchdowns to cap it off. Um I don't think he played in the second half, to be honest. I think all – Which, I which is the craziest part about it. That's the craziest part. I yeah. remember – because, again, I was there, and when they were – you know, they do the highlights and, and kind of, you know, go. the little 
stats on the on the big screen and everything. Right. And I remember it was like 12 minutes left in the third quarter, and they're yeah, showing yeah, yeah. stats. I tweeted and it. Uh, 12 yeah. carries, 205 yards, three touchdowns, and there was 12 minutes and 42 seconds left in the third. Unbelievable. So imagine, like, if they have to go a full game, you know, if they don't blow somebody out and he's – and he has to run all game. He has to keep playing. Yeah, so we may we um, may get a a three hundred a three hundred out of him, dude. He's he's unreal. The ninety yard touchdown to the house. He had another yeah, one for forty eight to the house. No sweet. Um, his third touchdown. I think it was uh like a ten yard run. Um, somewhere in that. He was in the goal line. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but dude's a freak and and trevor you know the crazy thing about the game and i, I talked last week about being you yeah, talk about trevor about uh, he did he did throw two picks in this game yes um so trevor Ooh. played at <laughs> what i <laughs> dude it trevor... happened hey but we and, and malone had had mentioned this defense the week prior and i mentioned the exact kid you, man you did dude. the exact kid he gave trace swimming man it's funny because as I was sitting there and watching all this, and I was thinking of you, Malone, because I was like, man, th- these guys are not – because I don't want to say it was Trevor's fault. The receivers just couldn't get separation. Um, they were locking them down. And even when, uh, you know, they got open, he had some tight windows to make some of his pass- – like he actually had some really great passes and some tight windows. As he should so, – I mean, he should be doing at this point. He's gotta yeah. Be, he's got to be showing uh, that, that NFL prowess at this point. You know? Yeah. Some of those um, throws got to look, gotta look professional. Yeah, the picks were, you know, simple mistakes. The one, you know, the corner kind of he, – he kind of jumped in on it. Uh, the very yeah, first he jumped pick around. That, yeah, he but, jumped around. you know, shouts Trevor for getting the tackle at the one-yard line. I know, I know. And they didn't score. They didn't they, score, yeah. They went for it on fourth, and we got the interception. So. I mean, you could tell he was frustrated by it. It pissed him off. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's going to happen, one, though. It's going to happen. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. get it out yeah, of the way early. Second pick um, – you know, he uh, he said he was trying to throw it out of bounds in the press conference, um, and just stayed in field, and mm-hmm. they got it. So, you know, little little you know, little bit of rust, um, but it's a C plus game for Trevor. I think everywhere else did pretty well. Defense, you know, they played above my expectations because Georgia Tech. There were some times in the game where they looked a little explosive, a little good. They had some big plays, but defense mm-hmm. held on, kept them to fourteen points. I want to talk. I want to talk about my favorite Clemson player, and that's T. Higgins, future Arizona Cardinal. T. Higgins is a monster. Um, yeah. It's almost not fair to have him and Justin Ross on the same team together. Like they're, you know, it's like, it's like a clone. They're they're like clones of each other. They're so they're so freakish, and people kind of forget about T. Higgins because of Justin Ross. Uh, because of the big catch he had in the championship game. Yeah, but everything will come – you know, everything comes together oh, yeah. when it's, like that's when it's still, time. T, yeah. T. Higgins is still, you know, wide receiver one. So, it's uh, it, it's it's his core. Dude had the one big uh, touchdown play and then the little stiff arm at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, T. Higgins is uh, – there's a lot of guys out there that you could call, you know, one of the – you know, the best wide receiver in the country. But people forget about T. Higgins. He's up there. He's six four, you know, AJ Greenish type of player. Well, you know, you guys then did end up finishing uh, Georgia Tech off fifty two to fourteen, um, and that's so. why I'm actually no longer worried about this season because the de- and you know obviously we'll see what Georgia Tech becomes, but the defense did what they needed to do. They looked great in my opinion, held them to fourteen. It mm-hmm. did not feel like a fifty two to fourteen game in that stadium though because of how Trevor played. Trevor definitely played a C plus game in my opinion. But I'm excited. That's fair. I'm glad you said that. 
I'm yeah, but hey, if he can play he did. He did. game and, he did. and we win 52-14, to 14, um, no, then I, mean, I, can't, I can't wait till he gets back to playing an A game. That's a testament. That's a testament to coaching. That's a testament to, you know, the, the, the talent that you have around the team. So, Malone. Yo, yo. <laughs> Listen, man, I've, I've watched a lot of, you know, LSU football since knowing you. Uh, and we have that same conversation, you know, that the whole quarterback thing. And imagine if LSU had this. We thought Zach Medberg would be the one at, for a while. I know you remember that. Um, indeed, indeed. <laughs> the, Met, the Met era was as close as we gotten so right. far up to this point to yeah. decent quarterback play. Yeah, most definitely. Um, in a recent era, at least. Right. Now, in this game, uh, Joe Burrow, the kid. Man. Uh, you guys had Georgia Southern. We're very familiar with Georgia Southern. We're we're not, you know, that's over here. Yeah, man. Number six LSU versus Georgia Southern Eagles. Joe Burrow, he went crazy. Talk about it, man. Great overall game by the uh, by the team. Uh, Joe Burrow definitely led the way. I must say, I was very impressed with the performance. He went twenty three for twenty seven mm. for two seventy eight, five touchdowns, no picks. Um, you know, I've uh, I've had a lot of people tell me over the last couple of days, like, oh, well, you know, it's Georgia Southern. It's Georgia of course. Southern. And, I, and I get it, for sure. But for me, it was uh, one of those you got to watch the game and see how they took care of the opponent to really understand how, how impressive the performance as a team it was. Um, guys were sharp uh, out the gate. Five touchdowns from LSU quarterback. I don't know the last time I've ever seen that. I don't think anyone listening to this can think about the last time they've seen that. So that was great to see. Um, receivers were getting off. Uh, I was about to say, how many – I was over here looking at the stats. Man, how many receivers got the ball? Man, 14 different people <laughs> caught, caught yeah. passes in that game. 14 different people caught passes. Uh, it was really cool to see. Um, and I mean, I'm talking down from all the receivers. Every single running back caught a pass. Um, I see Fournette's little brother got in on the game. Shout out to Lenar Fournette, man. Uh, yeah. He, he, he's going to be okay. Uh, he had three catches uh, in the game. Um, also had some nice, tough runs. Um, and I'll tell you, as far as the rushing go, I really like it because it's, it's quite spread out. Um, let me see how many people we had here rushed a rock. A good bit, including Joe. <laughs> got a little bit, got off right. a little bit. All, uh, all, all six running backs got, got loose and um, got, some, got some burn. And That's what I you want to do against a team like this, too. You know, you, man, you got to show what you want. This way, you, you know, Ed can kind of sit back and be like, all right, when we get to, you know, because next week we're going to talk about this later. Or I should say, you know, this upcoming weekend, we're going to talk about it later. You got a big matchup, probably, you know, matchup of the week. Yeah, not nah, huge matchup coming up this week. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but it was definitely good to keep some guys fresh and off the injury report going into it by playing some of these young guys who definitely showed some of their, uh, some of their skills. So it was really good. Um, shout out to LSU, man. Defense was lights out, lights out. I tell you, uh, defense is looking really fast. And um, I don't know, man, it's, it's feeling different. It's feeling different, but this week's going to be a tough test, I must say. But uh, I definitely like the performance that we've seen. Also, shout out to my, um, my Derek Stingley reference from last week. Hey, man, I don't know if y'all seen. He had a couple of nice punt returns. I think he might have had, like, maybe two targets. Let me I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll double back on that, but I don't know. Shout out to LSU. They, they, they got some good things going. Let's just see how, how far they can take it. So, so uh, you're, you're Miles Brennan, man. You didn't mention Miles, man. 
Hey man, Miles came, came in. Out. He came in, man. Miles came in, did his job, seven for twelve <laughs> for seventy-two yards, man. Right. He uh, I could tell he had a couple jitters out there. That was probably the longest he's been out there on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got the opportunity though. We got like twelve passes off. Yeah, he got twelve passes yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I I, I like what I saw from Miles. He's I think he has a stronger arm than Joe. Personally, it's just you know he don't have all the experience yet. So right, right. We're gonna see. Well, you, you guys know, I've got, did uh, end up knocking that shit out the park, fifty-five to three. And yes, we, you know, it is Georgia Southern, of course, but uh, performance is a performance, and that just is what it is. You can't really, right. you can't really knock that type of shit, man. These things really do happen. Um, I mean, we we can talk about again. We're gonna talk about later uh, Georgia State and 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 Tennessee and right. how that went. You know, a team got paid to to come get that W at a hostile environment. You know, so. Uh, you really never know, but yeah, it's, it's good to see that you guys clean that up. Scott, what was you about to say? Yeah, uh, Malone, just going back to Joe Burrow real quick. Uh, you know, I already told you one of my Heisman picks was for this week, and Joe Burrow is number two for me. Mm. The five touchdowns. Uh, I mean, and just that one, that that one fade pass to um to Jefferson. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was so beautiful. That was NFL. Placed. That was NFL. Yeah. Um, it was a league throw. It was a league throw. <laughs> it was a league throw. Yeah, he's Take advantage the of these matchups, dude. I mean, uh, on the other side, I, Southern, I don't even know Southern's quarterback. Uh, Justin Tomlin. I mean, three for eight. The starter did get hurt. The starter did get hurt. Um, they, they had to just, what, keep the ball on the ground. But even so, uh, a total rushing of 74 yards, you know, total passing of 24 yards. Um, you know, regardless, they absolutely couldn't do anything against LSU. It just – it's that simple. So, it's that defense. Yeah, let, that defense. Let's one, – one more point as far as yeah. the opponent goes. I tell you, um, LSU over the years, all the years I've been watching, there have been games where they play teams like this, and you'll be shocked that at halftime, these teams are still in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm definitely making a point of it. You're like, talking about man, those those 21 to 13s, the 21 right? To 21 to 13 at halftime. <laughs> yeah, and then it takes yeah. the team the second half to go ahead and blow the team out. When this yeah. game, I think it was 42 to three at half. It you was, know what I mean? Um, so it's it's yeah, I've I've never seen them get have this kind of production um, and move that kind of move that quickly on offense as well. So it was uh it was refreshing. Good to see. Well, you know, LSU uh, and Clemson starting off one and zero. Week one, so you know we'll talk about these these matchups. Both teams got pretty big matchups heading into week two uh, that we will actually discuss a little bit later. But I we need we need to talk about that 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 Oregon Auburn matchup. Man, what a game! Right, probably my game of the week, most definitely. A few surprises, you know. We talked about the Tennessee Georgia State thing. We're gonna get into that, but man, Oregon Auburn. Uh, it was the one. It was it was the only game that was what. Uh, both rank matchup, double rank matchup this week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Scott, were they both top fifteen? Uh, Auburn was sixteen, but okay. sixteen. Okay. Well, it's yeah. Auburn though. It's Auburn. Whatever. You know. Yeah, it's yeah, still, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, we both called o- Oregon to win, and you know, for about three and a half quarters, <laughs> yeah. we were right. You're right. Right. Um, right. And then you know, the kid at Auburn, the freshman Bo Nix, who's man, you know, he turned up. Huh? He figured it out. He eased he figured in. it out quick. Yeah, he yeah. eased um, in, man. This Impressive. is a kid. He he's got a little bit of moxie. You could see, man. He just wasn't. He was not like pressured. He he knew what he had. He was very cool and calm. And and you know they're over here. Announcers are talking about him getting in range for a field goal, and then the guy throws a bomb for a touchdown to win the game. It was unreal. 
Talk about a gutsy play call, too, by the way. Yes, dude, from a um, coaching standpoint. At that, sure. at that moment, yeah, that showed you the confidence they had in the kid. Uh, it's crazy. I think he's a, a, a legacy kid, too. So, yep. um, uh, you know, so that, that definitely, I'm sure, plays a part. Playing with some pride out there, some real pride. So that's kind of cool. I'll tell you, an underrated stat he had, he ran for 42 yards. So he's, he's got a little athleticism, too. So he no telling what this kid can turn into. Now, talk about, talk about Justin Herbert, man, and his performance, because he still had a, a very good performance. Uh, he is, in my eyes, 100% NFL ready. He makes uh, – he, he, he's very precise, makes very good passes, um, but it just wasn't enough this afternoon. He definitely, um, he, he definitely showed, like, he's still that guy. I mean, there were some plays that he had that were really, really good plays. Um, you know, what kind of held him back was that Auburn defense, you know, and I talked about Oregon having the offensive line to be able to kind of stand up to him. And that, you know, that kind of final quarter, man, they were just, you know, they were getting to him. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it was Herbert's fault that they lost the game because they just, uh, his line kind of collapsed on him. He got sacked uh, several times, if I'm not mistaken. It definitely came down to the trenches at the end of the game, which it usually does, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, his own line just couldn't really hold up that well. Um, but I'd say he definitely showed his uh, his arm talent. He's elite as far as that goes. Uh, yeah, he's ready. He's ready. Yeah, yeah. Next level wise, he'll he'll be just fine um, when he's playing with pros. But yeah, no, nah, decent performance from Oregon. Got to find a way to score points in the fourth quarter. Um, that's that's really what yeah, it comes you down can't, to. You can't. I mean, they even in the second quarter, you had a goose egg as well. That second and that fourth, right? You better be ready. And not to mention, I mean, Auburn scored fourteen. You know, to right. pull away and make that happen. So, no, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. So, but you know, it's all good. They'll. Uh, I'm sure they'll bounce back. I think they still got a good chance to win the Pac-10. But this definitely would have been a good chance for them to put their conference on the map a little bit and let people know what's going on. I tell you, it definitely would have vaulted Herbert and he might've, he might've be talking about the league guy for the Heisman if he would have pulled that off. Probably, probably. Cause uh, you know, he's still 28 for 37, 242, one he touchdown, had a good you know, no picks. Uh, so yeah, he, he, yeah, he looked good, man. He, he's still, he's still the guy I think, but you know, we'll see when it comes down to the, to the end of the year and they look back at these games and uh, you know how I go, man, getting into these playoffs. It's tough. And for one week, and maybe one week only, uh, my Trojans are ahead of the Ducks in the pack. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Man, That's I nice. can dig it. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, JT. Man, that's a tough one. That's a I tough hate one. it for him, man. Yeah. I hate that kid so much. It sucks, man. He's so it's good. Like, one. he's good, you know? I know. And he just – he just – it's unfortunate luck, man. You see it happen a, a lot too, man. Like you know, players opening game or or stuff like that just get get out for the season, and yeah, uh, especially happens. a guy like that. It just happens, man. Uh, uh, football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, what 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 can you really do? But like you said, you're one and zero. Yeah, one and zero. You got <laughs> the dub. True freshman coming the next in. One. So we'll make it That's happen. What counts. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about that Heisman Award. It's starting to shape up already week one just a little bit, maybe a little premature, but it's all good. We got a few things right, maybe a few things wrong. The boys will discuss when we get back. On the
pregame warm-up and he was hitting his helmet against the wall. <laughs> he just love him. Uh, I do that I do that every before every game. No, yeah, I just put my helmet on and smash my head against the wall once once before I go out of a game. Welcome back to Free Tuition. We on episode two. Look. We got we might got a lot of things wrong on this Heisman watch last week. I'm not sure. It's only week one, so I don't want to exaggerate. But yo, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, Joey Burrow. What's going on, man? How you guys feeling about the Heisman? Scott, it, man. It's a lot of I, candidates. There's a lot of guys out here. There's a lot of guys out here, man. A lot of guys had good weeks. Um, how how's your three looking? So I mentioned two. Um, you know, I'm trading Travis Etienne uh, right. in my top three for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor will probably bounce back and be back in my top three, but right now this is possible. Definitely, that's that. I mean, you can't deny what Travis Etienne did. And okay, it, rightfully he should be in the top three. Um, uh, Joey Burrow, man. Um, <laughs> he uh, I, I <laughs> Joe went back Burrow, and, man. <laughs> Joe Burrow, man. I kind of went back and forth with him and another guy that Malone talked about last week that was Jacob Eason Jacob Eason right. you know he he tore it up over in Washington um I think he had four touchdowns he had a uh, uh 300 and uh 349 349 uh one person who I apologize for even mentioning in the Heisman last week Hunter <laughs> Johnson uh, so anybody who listened to me say that Hunter Johnson is a sleeper you for the Heisman I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that was terrible. Um, but uh, but the guy uh, for number three for me, and this was a guy that I was, you know, throwing out here last week, that was Jalen Hurts, man. And he, man. he lived up to what Oof. I thought was going to happen. Um, in that offense, man, he just thrives. Uh, he does. Ran it for it's perfect for him almost, yeah. Yeah, he ran for 176, three, three on the ground. And then he, um, he threw for 332. For three in the air. So six total touchdowns, you know, over 500 total yards of offense. Rushing average was 11 yards a carry. His throwing average was over 14 yards per attempt. Just a hell of a game. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of just goes back to what I mentioned last week. That offense, uh, and I know it was kind of like first time we were going to see him in this this type of offense. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's got so many playmakers. All he has to do is give him the ball. And when he goes to look, you know, there were so many times where, he just he just kind of tucked it away and took off because he he has the same he runs like a running back like yeah, yeah. you know it's right. almost like he's a running back playing the quarterback position and he can he can do a little bit of both I mean we used to talk about how he can't throw but I mean it doesn't look like the case right now he's he's killing it yeah I'd say we may that may have to be something that we put behind us um, you know it could have just been at that time you know it's Bama man it's Bama we talked about this. Yeah, nah, for sure. Um, yeah, last week I definitely mentioned I wanted to see Jalen Hurts put the numbers up like he wanted, like, you know, we all would expect or what was projected in this kind of offense. We wanted mm-hmm. to see it, and he did it last week. So a more than impressive performance. He's definitely in my three. Along with him, um, I had to have Travis Etienne in there uh, for sure. Um, the efficiency uh, that he had um, in that game. And uh, I didn't even realize that he didn't play the second half. Like, he <laughs> yeah, was. he did. He, he was <laughs> out after, like, the, the first play of the third quarter. Yeah, literally. Right. Literally. That was it. Yeah, that makes it even more impressive. Um, and for my third, uh, it's actually not going to be Joey B, man. My number three is going to be Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, okay. 
put up uh, 49 points on South Florida, and they got no points. It was the score was 49 to zero, and a lot of that was, you know, hey man, 16 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you control a game like that on the ground. Um, their quarterback had a good, yeah, their quarterback had a pretty decent game as well. Uh, but a lot of that was definitely on Jonathan Taylor, and he had two receiving touchdowns as well. So two receiving, two rushing. Uh, the game clearly, you know, it went through him. So uh, to do that and have the other team put up no points, I had to put him in there. But my boy Joey B is running their heels, though. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll put him at a C2, man, C2. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, those are my three right there. Man, I mean, and we still have that case of, you know, week two can go through and we're like, all right, well, uh, uh, (laughs) everybody, everybody is like, this whole thing could keep changing. And that's the the great thing about the Heisman watch and uh, trying to, trying to get that award. Anything can really happen. Or you could have a a game where, you know, it's just, you get buried for two weeks and you're like, well, maybe this isn't my Heisman. But uh, as far as week one, these are definitely the guys that, you know, outperformed and shined. Yeah, it's interesting what you say, though, Jeff. I mean, there's so many, like, this is going to change so often. Like, there's so many guys that can be right there. Mm -hmm. Like, we had a whole different three last week. Both of us had a whole different three this week. And we may have a whole another three next week um, because you still got Trevor Lawrence swimming out there. You still got Justin Fields swimming out there at Ohio State who had a good game. Uh, Tua, we haven't even really talked about him at all this week. Uh, but he still threw for uh, oh, yeah. threw four touchdowns. He, yeah, he still did his thing. He still did his thing. Yeah. He so there's so many guys out. out there that are in contention. Uh, it's going to be a really fun uh, Heisman watch this year. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, speaking of Tua, Alabama, the one who's going to give your boy T. Higgins a run for a wide receiver one, man, Jerry Judy is the yeah, real Jerry damn Judy deal. Is legit. He is the real damn deal. I don't know. He reminds me of A.B. so much. Um, he, he's probably the one person I would say is better than T. Higgins in the right. country. Because those yeah, guys Jerry, are definitely the, the top two right now for sure. Yeah, he's a freak, man. He's he's legit. I'm not sure if Judy's from Florida or Texas. I'm not positive, but yeah, he regardless, he's he's regardless, a he's yeah, a baller. He, he's the man. He's the man. He's another, a baller. Uh, uh, another, Florida, another. Florida. Florida, that's where he's from. Yeah, you know, Florida, Florida. Texas, Louisiana, you know. They make them. They make Georgia, them. you know, that's, right. that's like, man. Well, that will wrap up our Heisman watch for the week. We may have a whole new top three for, for both of the guys. Um, but, yeah, the, the performances were great. I think week one overall was, was – it was really fun to watch. And speaking of which, there's a, there's a few things. There's a team – a team technically got paid a million dollars to come beat. Uh, a team with some history in their in their stadium, and I really, really, really want to talk about this. Where do y'all want to start, guys? Uh, <laughs> this is this is truly, truly a remarkable uh, uh, performance put on by Georgia State. Yeah, in Tennessee at the legendary Neyland Stadium. Yeah. I mean, what can we really say here? Uh, when does Jeremy Pruitt get fired? Man. <laughs> Jeremy Pruitt, I think, I think when they hired him, was he coming from Bama or was he coming from – I think he's coming from Bama when he got hired, right? I want to say he was because uh, he was at Florida State, left Florida State, and I think he was a D – not the D coordinator at Bama, but like the D line coach or something I'm like that. I'm about to check you out right now. But, yeah, regardless, he's got to 
he's got to step it up. This is a big year for him. Uh, to lose to Georgia State at home in your first game of the season, it's just – it's not it's not how you want to start, right? It's amazing. He did come from Bama, uh, his last job, by the way, yeah. Well, uh, what, what, what was he doing? Oh, defensive coordinator. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay, okay. Well, there it is. Georgia State went 2-10 and ten last year. Yeah. 2-10. and ten. I think when it, I, I'll say this, Scott. I think at the end of the season, uh, when depending on how they finish their season off, and they're looking into I don't know bowls, whether whether it is <laughs> playoff, whatever. No, I'm just saying in general, whatever it may be, <laughs> you already know what the committee is going to look like. What they're going to look at first. Yeah. And they're going to look at this game and say, you know, we can't put you guys in anything. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to lose again. They're going to lose more games than this, first of all. For sure. Uh, For but sure. the fact that the committee could go back and look at this week one and, uh, you know, see that the Georgia State Panthers handled business in Tennessee 38-30, uh, to 30, got paid bread to come do it. Um, I mean, it. I think it's going to go down as a very, very bad loss for, for the Volunteers. I mean, these guys scored 38 points, man. It's not like they went in, in like 17 and a fourth. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm looking right now. Tennessee's quarterback had to throw 40 passes in this football game. My goodness. That which 40. is just against, against Georgia State. Against Georgia State, their leading rusher had 48 yards, which I guess I don't know if they felt like they had to abandon the run. Mm-hmm. But I had to imagine that those guys had an advantage in the trenches and they just – they weren't doing it. But um, it was reported that they had a players-only meeting after that loss. I bet they did. <laughs> so, uh, it, it definitely probably hit a nerve. Um, hopefully, it, it lit a fire, if anything. I guess that's the one thing they can try to go off of. But regardless, this is a bad loss, especially going into week one. You're basically the laughing stock uh, at this point going forward i mean it just is what it is This is a game that you're supposed to win you know when the opponent gets paid to come to ucu uh and, and get that ass kicked you know it's bad and i'll tell you that their, their, their life isn't going to get much easier uh, who, they got, who they got coming up they got byu Ooh. byu at home this week mm. then they got florida mm. then mississippi state i mean that's not really three they can lose games. two yeah like i said they can lose uh, two of two of the three of those a little yeah. further down they go to bama well, yeah, <laughs> well, got, we already got, know what that's gonna look like. They got Georgia and Bama back to back. Uh, well, let's see. No, I'm wrong. Looks like there may be a bye week in between. They got Georgia, they got, uh, and... Georgia, and then Mississippi State, and then Bama. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. yeah. I was but they got Florida them. right before Georgia. Oh God, right. man, they're gonna right. lose all those games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's gonna get ugly. Games. It's gonna get ugly. Um, I'd be shocked if they win four games. Bowl eligible this year or no? No. No. Like yeah, I said, they're gonna they're gonna look back at this game. Cause even some of the other games, they gotta play at Kentucky. You know, that's Kentucky's they're been doing up. makes they've been making some noise the last few years. They gotta yeah. play at Missouri at the end of the year. Um, which Missouri they they lost Kelly Bryant's opener uh with them, but uh, he he played <laughs> well and I don't foresee them losing many more games. Um you know, I think he's going to make them at least – well, they can't be bowl eligible, but they would be bowl eligible, I think, by year's end. So, I mean, they got some tough ones. I, I don't think Tennessee goes past four wins. 
Man. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, you look at it right here. They Who's next? Uh, Chattanooga, they might get a win. UAE, yeah, it, they might get a win. I can't even call Vanderbilt them getting a win. I mean, it's a rivalry game, right? Yeah, you're mean, right. Yeah. You're right. It can go yeah. either way. If you lose to Georgia State, who else are you going to lose to? Is, is like, that's what, yeah, that's basically what the boys are trying to say. You know, this is not a game. This should be a – this is a feeder. This should have been a feeder game, you know. Uh, they should have came out of this just being who they are. We know that they weren't ranked, uh, but still coming to Tennessee, which is Mike Malone said a historic, historic place uh, to play football, and they just couldn't get the shit done. Hey, fun fact, fun fact. Uh, I believe Tennessee was Trevor Lawrence's dream school, and they just sucked. So he, <laughs> he was. I like, guess I it wasn't really in his plans, but. That. Man, they could really use that guy right now, right? Another right. player uh, similar uh, was T. Higgins. You know, oh, really? Tennessee, Tennessee native. Um, he's named after legendary Tennessee player T. Martin. Um, T. Martin. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah, okay. so he, he, he grew up a Tennessee fan. And uh, when that decision time came, it was down to Clemson, Tennessee. And, you know, he, he made the right choice. He definitely did. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, what, what other what other noticeable games did you guys enjoy that weren't necessarily ranked? May have been a sleeper for you. The Battle of the Carolinas. Mm. Go ahead, Scott. I know you've been waiting to, to speak. North Carolina and South Carolina. So, and and I think just about everybody and their mama picked South Carolina to win this game because North Carolina is coming off of a terrible year. I mean, you got new coach Mac Brown, but nobody expected them to win this game except for I think Herbie you know, picked them in, in game day. He was the only one. But North Carolina somehow came back in the fourth quarter and won that game um, against South Carolina. Jake Bentley, from what I have heard, apparently broke his foot after the game. Um, mm. The rumor is is that he was so mad he kicked a locker. I can't <laughs> confirm if that's true or not, but that is what I've been hearing. Um, wow. But he, he broke his foot. Now he's out for the year, which – May actually be in the best interest of South Carolina because Jake Bentley is butt, um, and, <laughs> and their uh, their backup, a kid named Helensky, man, he's he's their future. He's a he's a stud, and I think uh, Jake Bentley getting hurt and him taking the reins may be the best thing for him. Hey man, I have a, a couple of uh, South Carolina football fan buddies and. Uh, one of the guys, he 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 wholeheartedly thinks that uh, they're kind of faking the the Jake Bentley um, injury, like you know, they're really just trying to um, really uh, not kill the guy for the fact that they're benching him for a freshman, and that they're exactly. gonna go with this, and that they're gonna go with this injury, and what's actually gonna end up happening yeah. is that he's gonna be a grad transfer. He's gonna apply for a medical red shirt, and then be a grad transfer. So it doesn't like he lost his job to a freshman, but uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, it, may, it may not. There's be so many stories out there. Yeah, I, I've heard that story too, Malone. Um, the one that I mentioned, you know, kicking the locker. I also already, you know, hurt his foot at the end of the game, um, which he, it didn't look like he did to me. But right, who, who knows what's true right now? Um, but I think any one of these, I think that's very likely because you know, some guys were trying to tout this kid as an NFL talent last year. Um, and so if he, if people, if people out in the world say that, you know, he's probably hearing that by somebody mm -hmm. and yeah, if he loses his job, quote unquote to this kid, uh, yeah, he's probably going to look to get out of there for one more year. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's crazy. I think last week I picked, uh, I kind of threw South Carolina into 
my last top 25 spot, and they just definitely uh, did not live up to the billing. I must say, though, um, man, in a comparison of coaches, uh, Mac Brown had that freshman ready to go. And if you really go back into, like, his, um, his line, I mean, shoot, he had Vince Young, had, uh, had Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of got a history Colt of, McCoy. of uh, yeah, getting these, these quarterbacks ready to play and ready to rock out. And that kid definitely looked good um, in his first game. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess it was his first game. Uh, I'm not sure if he's yeah. a freshman or a redshirt freshman. I'm not positive. But great performance. And then you got Muschamp on the other side. I mean, have we ever seen a, a successful quarterback under Will Muschamp? Or am I just tripping? I don't think he's capable of coaching a successful team. Um, <laughs> wow. He's, he's – I mean, we've seen his track record, man. He drove Florida into the ground. He's driving South Carolina into the ground. Um, He's he's another one of those guys that how long is it going to be until he's fired? And, right. and and this isn't the Clemson talking, right? No, I mean like just kind of going back, even just watching that game on Saturday, because uh, they had the lead and and they just they let it slip. And and you got to believe it's it's coaching. Let's talk about Justin Fields for a little bit in Ohio State versus the Florida Florida Atlantic. Yeah, he showed up. Uh... He showed up. They they dominated the game. I think they scored a lot of those points in the first half. Uh, I was for sure impressed with Fields. I I was too. I, I think he had a solid game. They did get a little stagnant. Like they scored twenty eight like out the gate, like in right. seven minutes. Yeah, in the first, first quarter. quarter. Yeah, and uh, and then they just kind of chilled out. Yeah, they got a little stagnant, and that you know, I mean, yeah, you have control of the game, mm-hmm. but. You gotta. You're Ohio State. You're Justin Fields. You're you you a you know how this thing goes, and and it's like taking your foot off the gas in college football. Sometimes it can bite you in the ass at the end of the season. Because like I right. said, there's only there's only a four there's only a few slots to get into that playoffs. They look back at all that. If you don't if you don't think they're gonna look back at Ohio State and say Florida Atlanta scored 21 on you guys. If it's tight between whoever and whoever, you already know they're going to look at shit like that, right? Yeah. yeah that's fair. Most definitely. Um, fair. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 28 in the first, zero in the second. They only had seven in the third. So, they, they got a little stagnant, um, you know, but at the end of the day, they did get the dub. He looked good doing it. I mean, five overall touchdowns, four mm-hmm. in the air, one on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. So, they did their thing. Um, I would just – they need to be a little bit more consistent because, again, this is a team, FAU, that they should have probably beaten like 60-0. to zero. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I won't, I won't disagree. Um, I got one more game. Yeah, no, and sure. I don't know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're getting ready to bring this up or not, but one more, I guess you would call it an upset. Uh, <laughs> and this doesn't really help Clemson's case as far as having a good schedule, but uh, – <laughs> Down in uh down in Tallahassee, man. Uh, Boise State going in to going into Tallahassee to Florida State and taking a dub home. Man, Florida State, man. I th- I feel like we mentioned just a little bit last week about how they basically just fell off the the equator. Like they're just not even. They fall off the map. We don't talk about them. Y'all saw what Willie Taggart said, right? What do you say? No, what do you say? He he basically blamed the loss due to the team not being hydrated enough. You got to be kidding me. <clears throat> no. 
this is this is like this is you know you can go look at the press conference and everything. But he, why? But why? Why did it even come to that? If let's say that is the case, right? Let's say that's the case. Let's say that's one hundred percent true, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's say that's true. Like seriously. then it's his fault. Then it's his they fault. Hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. You gotta. You this is you playing Florida, <laughs> like you got heat. And we had one of the hottest summers in history. Yeah, so what are you like, talking about? I think I think the coach is from Florida. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. dude. Yeah. Real talk. I mean, I really, so, I really think so. And I'll tell you so what, what, though. How, how about that Boise State quarterback? I think he's a freshman. Threw for four hundred and seven yards. Was it Backmire? Backmire. Yeah. Fifty fifty-one attempts. A lot of attempts. But I mean, but, impressive yeah. nonetheless. I mean, threw for four hundred seven, one TD, one pick. Uh, had a guy rush for 142. I mean, it's crazy. They uh they shut FSU out in the second half. No points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Insane, man. man. Insane stuff. It's and this kind of goes back to what we talked about, man. It was a really good week one of college football. You had upsets, you had uh close games. Mm-hmm. Um you, you had your blowouts, of course, but even some of these blowouts, they ended up like like Clemson, for example. I mean for me, it was still a pretty entertaining game because it felt closer than it was. I remember looking up at the scoreboard at one point. It was like 28-0, to zero, and I was like, this does not feel like it's 28-0. to zero. It felt like right. it was 21-14. to 14. This upcoming weekend, things are changing fast. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, things are going to change very, very fast this upcoming weekend because you guys both have uh, probably, you know, the two, the top two games of the weekend, I would, I would definitely say, uh, Malone. I want to, I, I, you know, I gotta get into this, this LSU, Texas matchup on ABC at seven thirty p.m. Man, uh, man. God, hey, this, this could, this could shape a lot because I know I keep saying this over and over again, but at the end of the season, when the committee looks at this game, it's gonna mean a lot. This game is. Definitely going to mean a lot. It's week two, but it's a very important game. If either team has playoff aspirations, mm-hmm. uh, this game is important. Um, tell you, like, there's a lot of storylines going into this game. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter back and forth between the teams already, uh, between players. Um, I think the Texas players came out early in the week in practice with uh, – we're the real DBU t-shirts. No, okay, um, of course, of course. Right, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to be DBU. Uh, they, they came out with the, with the t-shirts. You, you um, remember Florida State? <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was, that was cool. Um, I tell you, the big storyline is really actually comes down to who's not even on the field. It's the, it's the coaches. Uh, Orgeron and, and Herman, I don't think people really remember, but in 2017 – the smoke was behind Herman being the next LSU coach. And then uh, – I remember this. Yes, yes. Talk about Herman was, yeah. was going to be the next LSU coach. And uh, what ended up really, really happening was uh, he was playing chicken with LSU trying to get Texas to fire Charlie Strong, which they did. And he got that job instead. And right. obviously LSU rolled <laughs> with uh, Ed O. And, and here we are. So – I got to okay. imagine both those – right. I got to imagine both those coaches are going to be after it and trying to get each other and win the game, especially Coach Ed. But uh, it's going to be a tough test. They got a good quarterback, Sam Ellinger. They got a good receiver. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's in their house. So, I think LSU is a uh, four-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Walk out of that, man. Yeah, walk out of that. It'll it'll be it'll be big. I think we're gonna have to run the ball a, a lot better than they did last week uh, to win this football game. But those we'll tickets see. started at three hundred and seventy five dollars. By the way, not shocked, not shocked yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah I hear Austin's a really cool city, though. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I might have to see what's up with that, man. Young Scott, man. So, uh, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson, Clemson Texas A&M. Yeah, we got the Aggies coming to Clemson. Um, you know, this is a, the second half of our home and home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to College Station last year, Texas A&M on the road. You know, that was the one game, if everybody remembers, Trevor kind of struggled in the beginning. And luckily, this was <laughs> and this was the controversial game with Kelly Bryant, who kind of led the team back to the victory. Right. Um, but this is a sophomore year for Trevor. Um, he has grown up a lot since that game, including, you know, that national championship performance he had back in January. So I think, and especially being at home, um, 3.30 game, which is a really, even though it's not a night game, it's still a great environment to be in at, right. at Clemson. Um, I think it's going to be, and this is probably our biggest game, definitely our biggest home game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that place is going to be packed out. It's going to be loud. Kellamond, I don't know if he's going to have seen – I mean, he's been to Bama, but I don't know if he's going to have seen anything like this. Um, it's a little bit different down in Clemson. Um, so, I think uh, Clemson's going to get the dub. I don't know if they'll cover the spread. They're like a 17-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I still see it being a two-touchdown game, but I don't know if they'll get 18 points. So, if you want my opinion on, you know, whether to cover or not, I'd probably say no, but they're definitely going to get the dub. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Scott, another game that you had mentioned last week, uh, Michigan and Army is coming up this weekend as well. This is a sleeper pick. If Even if Army doesn't th- – th- I'm going to go back to a spread pick for a second. Even if Army does not win this game, mm-hmm. I think they're going to cover that spread. Which is important for, for their aspirations. Yes. Um, Michigan's a 22-point favorite. Put your money on Army to, to close that gap. Um, or, or, I mean, heck, man, they, they could win the game. Don't be surprised if they do. That would be incredible. I need to ask you about this USC-Stanford matchup. We got hey, a true man. freshman coming into this game. It is at the Coliseum. Right. Uh, and it looks like uh, Stanford's starting quarterback may not play. Bingo. That's, that's it right there. Their right. quarterback is kind of banged up as well. K.J. Costello. So, mm-hmm. USC may have a chance to get up in there and make it happen. Um, Be super important considering Oregon just took that L last week. Oregon has Nevada coming up this weekend, which is another Pac game. Um, They should be able to handle that. I'd say the other Pac-12 game to watch is uh, Cal versus Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I mentioned last week, Cal led the uh, NCAA last year in interceptions, um, and they returned basically all their DBs. So that's going to be a that tough a test. a big game considering how good Washington is. Um, Where's that at? Oh, yeah, it's in Husky Stadium. Okay. Yeah, it's in, it's in Washington. Um, it's going to be a big oh, test for Eason. So, yeah, if I will say if Eason has a big game in this game and Joe Burrow have, has a big game against Texas, they'll both be, you know, faulted up into my Heisman top three. I will say right. that now. Because, yeah, it's going to be a tough test for both. But, yeah, that, that Cal Washington game should be good. We got Ohio State versus Cincinnati. You think Ohio State will handle that? They're going to smash Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're at home. I think 
if if Ryan Day is the coach, I think he is. Um, what I was talking about with Ohio State earlier, he's mm-hmm. drilling that into them this week, being stagnant. Um, so I think Ohio State's going to come out with a little extra fire, and uh, yeah, they're going to smash Cincy. One more game to look out for is West Virginia at Missouri. Um, you know, again, Missouri, Kelly Bryant, this will be his second week with them. They lost week one, but it wasn't because of him. Um, he had a pretty solid game, and uh, West Virginia, they they took care of business, and I think that's going to end up being a pretty good game. Yeah, hey, I think we talked about it off air as well, uh, but that Miami, North Carolina. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Should yes. still be should still be good. Uh, it's still, should, still a watch, still a game you should check out. Regardless, yeah, yeah. Miami's going to be hungry to get a dub. Uh, they're not going to want to lose. Definitely an opening conference play for them. They're not going to want to lose that. Carolina coming off a big win, so we'll see if uh, that that freshman quarterback can come back in and perform, and if Jaron Williams can have a better performance, or shall I say, his offensive line have a better performance than they did against Florida. So we'll see. Man, I'm I'm actually very excited for week two because, like you said, week one was good. Man, had some had the games that we, you know, we thought these these teams would win regardless. But to have some of these players step up like they did um, and, and really show out, it just made it even more exciting. So some of these games on paper, you may see them as cupcake games or whatever the case may be, but uh, seeing the performance actually happen and and you know these kids show out and prepare themselves for the next level is always amazing, regardless of the opponent. But yeah, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode two of Free Tuition. It's been great. We're going to see you guys next week 100%. Uh, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend of games. Um, I'm excited to talk next week already. I mean, uh, see if any of these teams get knocked out and not supposed to. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Man. Malone, we'll see you on the other side, and I hope we both make it out. With stuff, man. <laughs> I, I, hey, this man. Is, this is a stressful weekend for you. These are tough really. matchups, man. Like, me yeah. and Malone, our teams have the, the toughest matchups. Oddly the enough, you do. Yeah. It just works um, out that way for, for our listeners. So, And it's funny I, that both teams are, are Texas teams, too. I know that, too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, man. There is nothing worse then Saturday night after all the games are over and sports center is on and your team's lost. It's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Don't want to go through it. Uh, hopefully we're both sitting pretty at the end here, my guy, but everybody enjoy the weekend. The game should be a good one. And yeah. uh, see y'all next week. Me and Malone on an international break from the premier league. So this is really all we got. <laughs> Come on, uh, you uh, chill out, chill out, chill out. I don't want to talk about Premier League right now. Listen, listen. Oh, Scott, you guys dropped some of the ugliest third kits I've seen a minute today. That's a whole whole other conversation. Uh, Also, the NFL is back this weekend. So make sure you guys check that out. Go Cardinals. uh, Go Saints. Go Chargers. Who that? And, And, yeah, we're out.